the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church and uh, here with the radio ministry. Uh, we just I have a special guest today. Uh, you know, just got back into the country. Uh, from the land of promise, <laughs> wears many hats in my life. Uh, uh, she uh, was very instrumental in me coming to the Lord uh, when I was a college grad and uh, led me in a sinner's prayer and helped lay a foundation in my life. And and then uh, turned me over to everybody else because she, <laughs> and she ran back to go somewhere around the world. Cause all, she was always going somewhere. You know, she's a she's a missionary. Uh, you know, she's, she's also my mother-in-law, you know what I mean? So, you know, so, so she, she birthed a pretty, pretty daughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I got a two for one special. I got the Lord and a wife. No, just, <laughs> oh, yeah, <how> about that? <laughs> uh, but we're going to just get her to share, you know, we've been talking about purpose and, uh, and when I heard she was coming back into the country from Israel, uh, I just wanted to get her to just to share about, about what she does, what her, what her ministry is. Uh, you know what is what is what is our purpose and our connection with Israel, and then just the uniqueness of the ministry that she that she has that she has done. I mean, I mean, she's a uh, you know she's a fireball, as my brother-in-law says, and the only person I know that uh, skypes, emails, <laughs> tweets, and everything is seventy-some years old. You know, <laughs> she she, <laughs> she could work her computer better than me. <laughs> so. So uh, I just got my first question, uh, Grace, is that uh, uh, just just give us a little background on on, uh, on how you came to the Lord, and uh, and you know we just want to just let everybody share, you know, just you know, just your story, your 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 salvation experience. Right. Uh, how I came to know the Lord, that's very interesting because a lot of people don't believe in how do you call those things uh, that just happen. There was no witness or anything like that, but. Uh, it was a blessed time, and I think it was during the time in uh, 1978 when there was a sovereign move of the Holy Spirit, and people were just being saved left and right, and I just happened to come along, and it was my time. And <laughs> The thing about it is once I came to know him, my life was to- so totally changed, and, uh, and it is a situation that, um, you know, I uh, don't want to go back. I really don't, because when I came to know him, I I saw things that were just so beautiful, even in their times when it was hard, when it was dry, when it was, yet and still there was a uh, an appreciation of knowing the Lord and how he can 
take you through everything that you have to go through or everything that you don't have to go through, but he's there to help you go through it. So uh, once I came to know him, it was just one of those things where I just said, well, here I am, Lord, whatever you want, here I am. And the first thing he he did was to just change a lot of things around, some of the ways that I thought, some of the ways that I did things. And it felt funny. It felt funny. But once I let them go and I realized they weren't worth our time anyhow, it was very, it was easier. But, and of course, when he, he, you pass through one phase, then what happens? He takes you to another. In other words, you never stop. You never stop learning in him. So uh, I soon, next thing I knew, I was out in the missionary field. I went to a missionary camp in Washington, D.C. area. I was there for about three years, and I found out that I had a purpose. Uh, I didn't know anything about a purpose. I didn't know anything about a burden. I didn't know anything because I'd come out of a different situation. But uh, the minister there uh uh, said that uh seems like you have a purpose, and your purpose seems to be with Israel. And Well, what is a burden? What is a purpose? You know, And he explained, no, you're going to have to go to the Lord and ask him about that, you know. Well, first I started going, uh, uh, doing the strange things. It seemed like it was strange things, but, you know, when I look about the, the lives of the people in the Bible— just about everybody went through a strange thing. Strange thing, thing that's right. <laughs> yes, a very strange thing. And so when he showed me and shared with me about a burden, um, I said, oh, oh okay, I, I, I think I can do that. Next thing I knew, I was going out in the world. I went to Jamaica and several other places, and sovereignly he took me. But it wasn't a sovereign thing because God doesn't do things whereby it's haphazard, haphazard. He plans things in such a way that even though it seems like it's sovereign, you better believe he has a plan. He so what, a what are some of the places, some of the countries that, 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 that you had the opportunity to serve and, and minister? Oh, I'm going to test your memory. Yeah. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Well, the first place I went to was Jamaica, and that's, that's a short distance from where I was in Virginia. I love Jamaica. Yeah. That's I want to the, live in Jamaica. Yeah, well, nice, it's kind of warm for me there. Nice you know? crime rate. I, I love it there. <laughs> uh, then I, I've, I've been to England, and I've been to Liberia. I've been to uh, Nigeria. I've been to Kenya. I've been to, ooh, let's see, like you say, testing my memory, because it's a period of about 30 years that I've been since I came to know the Lord. Um, I've been to um, Mongolia, Mongolia, China, uh, Hong Kong. Um, let's see now where, and I've been to Ethiopia. And Ethiopia was really a very interesting place because that's when I found out that they have Ethiopian Jews. They're called Falashim, which means outcast. But the fact is that... Uh, that's where I met them, and I said, what am I doing here in Ethiopia? Because we, you had the Communist Party, and, you know, if any time you have 10 people or more in a meeting, well, what happens is that the police can come and just lock you up. But somehow or another, we had meetings all over Addis Ababa, and uh, 
no police because I think the Lord just closed their eyes and let us go ahead and do what we, we had to do. But I met them, and I said, Lord, why am I here? And the Lord said, you're there to encourage the Jews to make Aliyah. What is Aliyah, Lord? <laughs> what is Aliyah? Uh, that's the coming of the Jews back to their, land, their promised land. Well, the thing about it is uh, Jews have been dispersed all over the world. And for me to go to Ethiopia and find out that the Jews are there, you, know, you have Jews that are there, you have Chinese Jews, you have Indian Jews, then you have Native American Jews and things of that nature. Uh, the thing about it is you kind of find out in, with the, in the Lord, he has people everywhere that are his people. Well, a year later, I was in Israel, kind of find out that my friends from Ethiopia were in Israel about the same time I was. So you met them in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia. Built a relationship, and next thing you know, you're in, yeah, you're Israel. in Israel. Together. And they're in Israel, you know, so they had come. Uh, two things happened in Israel, which kept me with them for quite a while. One was that uh, they 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 followed. We came to Israel about the same time, but the rest of their family was still there. So I went to their family and said, "You know, um, the rest of the Lord says that the rest of your family has to come. How how is that going to be, Lord? How is that going to work out?" Well, do you remember nineteen ninety? I believe it was is when the war that took place called Desert Storm, and mm-hmm. uh, I said. Tell your family to get their things packed and get ready to be put on the plane simply because uh, what is going to happen is they're going to be, you know how he moves you suddenly and you don't even know how you got there, but it's almost like you translated, you know. And what happened is that uh, the last brother, I said, no, get him, get him, get him, grab his bag, and he put him on the plane. He was the last person to get on the plane. He was the last of their family. But they all came at one time. So all of the family is. The ones that I met in <laughs> the ones of Ethiopia are all in Israel. So those kinds of things I have experienced over a period of time, but I can't I can't say how it happened. All I know is that it did. I, I know you, I know my wife always shares how when you first got came to the Lord, uh she hated it. You know what I mean? Because uh, <laughs> The whole household changed. Change. <laughs> All the rules changed. Changed. <laughs> no longer were they talking Free on the phone. Do it. Yeah. Yes. And going everywhere. Now we got to go to church on Sunday and Wednesday. And, and uh, you put yeah. putting locks down. And she said she could not wait, wait to, get out, to, get, to get out of the house. You know what I mean? And uh, whereas her sisters, you know, they, they had uh, accepted the Lord, you know, yeah. at church and was going to do it. She said, I wasn't accepting nothing. Nothing, fact, nothing. The pastor was trying to talk to me. It was not happening. You know what I mean? And so, uh-huh. and sort of, the, and I, I kind of laugh at that, but the one thing she remembered out of all the time, she said, I would fall asleep in church. She said, I would, I just was not feeling it. Right. Yeah, my yeah. mom's new change. She said, but she remembered some lady prophesying to her, to them, telling all of them that they were going to marry ministers. Yes. <laughs> 
guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. The thing about 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 the oldest daughter, and and you've met her by on the air. Um, that's Pastor Joe's wife. Is that when she came to accept the Lord? We were. I had gone to school with her, seal her graduate, and uh, we were having lunch at. I guess you would say Pizza Hut and what have you. And a friend of hers and uh, ours were just sitting there talking about the things of the Lord, and she was up there crying. And I'm saying, what's wrong with you? You know, I want what you have. That was what she said. Pick up our stuff. Let's go home. Okay, sweetheart, you want what I have? All right, here you go. Lift up your hand. Say, Lord, I want what you what my mom has. And uh, boom, she accepted him just like that. And then a week later, I come, <laughs> I come wandering, sashaying, <laughs> sashaying into the, oh, the situation. You know, it's like the good book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I still laugh about that because it, you you find it happening so much. Is that I I just walked in on a Bible study. Yeah. Like, I walked in on a Bible study. I knock on the door. They let me in. And to not offend me, they closed the Bible. Yes. But what they didn't know is that I had been looking for a Bible study. I had been praying, asking God for a Bible study. Somebody in Louisiana had just laid hands on me two days before and said, God's going to take you, bring somebody in your life that's going to show you how, you know, show you the Bible. So right. when I saw the Bible, I was like, wow, answer the prayer. And, and when y'all saw me, y'all was like, oh, let's not offend him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we closed <laughs> up our books. Today. And so I kept trying to bring the subject of the Bible up, and they kept trying to ask me about what you going to do with your life after college and everything like that. And finally, you said, it's quite obvious you've been trying to keep the subject on the Bible. You know, you said, you know, are you a believer? And I said, no. No, but I want to be. You know yeah, what and, happens when you ask a question like that. <laughs> I said, no, but I want to be. Yeah. And I said, can, can I come study the Bible too? And, and he said, ooh, yeah. that's a good way to get, and, get him hooked. And she said, <laughs> I said, she said, yeah, you can come right. You can, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'll be here. Yeah. I was so happy after I left out that day that I, I didn't even drive my car. I, I was so happy. That I, I I went down those stairs yeah. in the parking lot, took off my shirt, took off my pants. Yes, I had sweatpants, shorts on, and I ran to the other side. I ran to FAMU. I ran from Florida State to FAMU. I I, I ran. I just had to get it out of me. I just I jogged all the way, all the way. back yeah. to my friends because we had a, a a miniature golf tournament. We were in. We were on our way to, and they was like, "Where your car at?" I said, "Man, I ain't taking no car. I'm riding with y'all." You know, what I, mean? I just I I was so happy, you know, and uh, and then to, to receive the Lord and. Is saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit at the same time. You know, one one of the things that I, I like about what you do is, is, in your ministry, Reapers, is that it's a ministry of helps. Yeah. And uh, you've never tried to uh, get in the limelight. You never tried to do anything. You just you just help people. You know what I mean? And and I always find it amazing that uh, no matter where I go, I find mm-hmm. people that know you. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere along the line has because you because you've helped, helped them. <laughs> you served in their ministry. You stuffed envelopes. You cleaned. You cleaned. You do whatever yeah, whatever yeah. it takes to, to 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 help people. And 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 the main thing that you've known about is prayer. And uh, and and, yeah. and and that's the area in life that you really 
helped me excel and, and taught me the benefit of that and told me, you know, said, you know, son, find a good prayer group. Yeah. If you want to grow in Christ, find a good prayer okay. group. And I, and I, and I listed in that. So what I'm going to do is we roll up on the break here. Uh, you're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. And I have Grace Broussard, uh, missionary, uh, mother-in-law, uh, grandmother, great-grandmother here. Yeah. Uh, you know, just visiting <laughs> with me. She just got back from Israel. And uh, after the break, we're going to come back and we're going we're gonna to talk about prayer. And we're going to talk about praying for the land, land yes. for the land of Israel. Yes. All right, be with us when you come back. Not part of living right is being prepared to fight. That means there's going to be sleepless nights in this walk with Christ. Yeah, yeah. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. TheFishTwinCities.com is home to the best in today's Christian music. The best melodies. The top artists. And the greatest message. Listen on TheFishTwinCities.com and with the free mobile app. The Fish Twin Cities. Safe for the whole family. Joe Sutton, and my guest today is Grace Broussard. Uh, she uh, has a ministry called Reapers International, and it's a ministry of helps. And uh, and you know one of the main things that that uh, that she does and, and and loves to do, and I'm glad she does because uh, keeps me straight is pray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, sometimes prayer can be a, a forgotten uh, commodity in our society. You know, as we as we deal with. Um, as we deal with the problems of life and everything like that, we we look at uh, more tangible things that we can wrap our, our fist around. How many books we've read, uh, you know, yeah, our, how many yeah. how many people in our pews or anything like that. And it, it's always amazed me that 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 how neglected prayer is in in the Christian church, and and um, and so I remember when you told me when I was. First, we came to the Lord to find a prayer meeting, right? And I, I was in right. Chicago, right? I left yeah. T- Tallahassee, and uh, I was in Chicago, new believer, uh, didn't know anything, you know, besides you sharing with me, my friend, uh, her mom always prayed for me, and she was Church of God in Christ. So there was a Church of God in Christ close to my house. I looked at the phone book, and I went over there. I walked over there, and, uh, you know, they were just amazed to see, you know, you know, just a young black man walk into the church. <laughs> Looking for a prayer meeting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so and, and they they got me in there, man, and, and I got slapped into an all night prayer. Like it's the second day, man. I'm just shut in, right? Wonderful. We, we ain't not eating nothing. We not doing nothing but praying, sleeping on the pew, waking up. 
praying some more, right? Yeah. And uh, and so uh, my mother thought I went crazy. She just knew I was in a cult. You know what I mean? She just knew that because that was not her baby. Uh, right. That was not her, right. her slick, hustling street baby is now running up at church prayer meetings. You know what I mean? And so, so but uh, but I, I noticed that, you know, when it was like about maybe about like eight of us praying with kids and stuff. And uh, and then, but when we got to church, man, church had about like a hundred people. You know what I mean? I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 it and I it confused me because if Christianity is a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and the only way you can talk to this dude is to pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why nobody come into prayer? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It ain't a personal relationship if I if I don't know you. You know, right. and how I know you is. It's through prayer. And then when I went to Texas, I got to Texas, and, of course, I, I showed up. I, was, I ended up at a, uh, uh, I, I, you know, I did this. I, I didn't know no better. You know, I was I was straight out there. I just said, well, if Satan's number 666, then I'm going to a church that's 777. Because Texas <laughs> had so many churches, it was ridiculous. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, and, uh, you know, Not of course, too many 777. My first Sunday, I went back to the Catholic Church because that's all I knew. Right. You know, and uh, it was right after the hurricane and, and uh you know, I, I, my, the bishop he tried his best, but he just wasn't didn't give a good rousing message. So, and I ended up at I finally I looked it took me like eight hours looking through the phone book to find a church that had seven seven seven. I was gonna take any combination of sevens after a while, but finally I got a seven seven seven, and I went to that church. It was a mega church, you know, like three thousand people. Oof. You know what I mean? And uh, walked up in there, and most of them were white. I'm like, oh no, I'm not going up in there. You know what I mean? I was like, until yeah, uh, until I had to realize that why am I? Just, it's you know, that, it they, has nothing to do with color. It, that was <laughs> still my brothers and sisters and yeah, everything like that, exactly. right? But I go to the prayer, and it was six people at intercessory prayer under this three thousand three thousand member church. <laughs> six people, yeah, and it was one guy. Oh my. He was so happy to see me. He didn't know what to do because <laughs> another male in the room. And yeah. I've since come to find out that. Most prayer meetings are just female dominated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, as I go to prayer meetings, I'm usually, if I'm not the only one in the room, I'm one of the few males in the room exactly. to get to that yeah. point. But, but you know, just being around, I mean, you've helped strike up prayer at at, uh, at our church and, and establish a prayer ministry there. And, and, and I know when you go to Israel, you spend a lot of time praying for the land and, and doing things like that. So I just want you to just, just share the importance of prayer, prayer and also the importance of praying Praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the prayer. First of all, when you say prayer, it's not prayer. It's just conversation with the Lord. Basically, it's just like you and I sitting here talking as it is with the Lord. When I came to find out that this is the way we pray, well, you know, I'm a talker anyhow. So (laughs) I had an opportunity to just sit and just chat with him and ask him questions. The thing about it is he answered them. Answer them about why this happened and why that happened. And all the time it wasn't about me. It was just why I saw so many things going on. Why is this happening? He said, because of sin. Excuse me, what is sin? Well, sin basically is your uh, S-I-N, self-indulgent, what is it, nature. And I said, oh, you know how how the young people say OMG, you know, <laughs> type situation. And I begin to realize that the only way that you can talk to God is through his word. And your conversation is with him 
through his word, but he speaks to you in language that you understand, like on a daily basis, like Pastor and I are sitting right here, and uh, we're talking about the things of God. Well, when you start talking about the things of God, he starts opening up other things to you pertaining to his word, but opening up an understanding of why things are happening. And uh, in the word of God tells us that without Jesus, you can do nothing. And I started, hmm, I can't do anything. You mean all those plans that I had out there and all those plans that I had over here? He says, no, he said, you can't even breathe. You can't even breathe without him because, you know, if he inhales, you're gone. But the, the breath that we breathe, the air that we breathe is like breathing him in. And what, what happens when he does that to you? Well, you start listening. And when you start listening, he gives you, he gives you his heart. He gives you understanding about a lot of things. So I ended up going these places because he would say, I want you to do this. And I said, okay, Lord. It was fun. Not all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're going to continue this, uh, this interview next week because uh, prayer is an important topic and definitely with Israel is an important topic. Uh, once again, I'm Pastor Joe Sutton of Spirit of the Lord Church, and my guest is Grace Broussard. Tune in next Saturday, and uh, you can hear the conclusion of this interview. Uh, and I know you'll be blessed. So God bless you, and have a great week in the Lord. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>